Welcome to Going Deep, sports in the 21st century on Blue Ridge Public Radio. I'm Dr. Marsha Mount Shoup. And I'm Coach John Shoup. John's coached at the highest levels of the game of football for 26 years. And Marsha is an author, theologian, and minister. And we're glad you've joined us to go deep into some of the most pressing issues of our time. On Going Deep, we go beyond the sound bites and highlight reels. So now that Colin Kaepernick has signed a settlement with the NFL, so I was asked to go on a radio show again this week to talk about the prospect of Colin Kaepernick getting signed by an NFL team. It seems like it's that time of year again. Whether it's the offseason as a free agent, whether it's the preseason training camps, whether it's during the draft, where does Colin Kaepernick fit? into or onto an NFL football team? Does he fit at all? Well, the more interesting question to me is, with him back in the news is how does the way it works out for him tell us more about um, how race is functioning in the NFL and in our country? I think there's some really interesting um, aspects of both the settlement that he got from the NFL and the conversation around whether he will play again um, that are a lot more than about football. They're really about the nature of race and racism in this country. We've talked about Colin Kaepernick on, on Going Deep before, and I think one of the most insightful guests we've had that have comment, that who's commented on um, Colin Kaepernick's situation is Kevin Blackestone, who most people know from ESPN Around the Horn. He writes for the Washington Post. He's a professor at University of Maryland and um, also really a historian of the way protest has functioned in professional sports. So let's give him a call. Basically what happened was the NFL went to an arbitrator over Kaepernick's case, and the arbitrator ruled that the case could go forward. And so at that point, from all the lawyers that I talked to, that meant that the uh, case was going to get settled out of court, Mm -hmm. um, because the last thing the NFL wanted to do was to go to any discovery discovery phase in a um, public court. Mm-hmm. which would detail the complaints of Colin Kaepernick and force the exposure of any evidence on his side and force the NFL to produce evidence on its side, and it would just been uh, more of a public relations headache than the league wanted. And so uh, they struck a deal with, um, with uh, Colin Kaepernick and with uh, Eric Reed. the uh, terms of what, we don't know. And that was that. And, you know, in a lot of ways, the NFL did what it's done before when it has something extremely unpleasant or unsettling to deal with. They basically put money on the table to make it go away. And so they, uh, just like they bought off the concussions, they bought off uh, Colin Kaepernick in this, in this instance. Have there been any 
estimations or guesstimations on the amount? Yeah, I mean there have been, but I don't, I don't put, I shouldn't say I don't put stock in it, but I think Mike Freeman had reported that that the uh, the league paid Kaepernick anywhere between sixty and eighty million, but I mean that's speculation. Who knows? Who knows what it is? I mean, you can you could probably guess that they paid him what he may have earned as a quarterback for the years that um, he wasn't able to get a new contract, whatever that might be. Um, but, you know, we, we don't know. It's, it's confidential when you sign those sorts of um, agreements. So The only thing we do know is that uh, people who said that the reason Kaepernick was not in the league was because he was not good enough is patently false. Mm-hmm. I think that's the one thing we can say for for certain. Right. In a way, this you know this opens the door up for for him to play again, really, because the lawsuit's over, and he could get picked up now, right? I mean, if he well, want, yeah, if he I wants mean, to play, ostensibly he could um, uh, if he wants to play. But I think more importantly, if um, if uh, the league wants to be um, distracted by him. You know, I, mean, I think Kaepernick's become such a a dirty word within the league that I really would be surprised if any team would invite him onto their uh, roster, invite him in for, for a tryout. Yeah. I mean, he's they paid him money. Uh, it's under lock and key. And I, I think the league is happy with that. You know, they won't have to deal with him. Now, if somebody decides they want to extend him an offer to come in, I, I guess that's possible, but I don't believe that's going to happen. Um, it's It'll be interesting to watch. And because, like, with the concussions lawsuit, that didn't go away. You know, <laughs> that problem didn't go away. Well, no, the problem didn't go away. And, but But with Colin Kaepernick, I mean, Colin Kaepernick was the face of this perceived problem. Mm-hmm. And so with him out of the picture, for the most part, uh, most players not willing to pick up uh, what he started and where he left off, I think it's problem solved for the NFL. Well, when we looked at the the season this season and just saw kind of how, you know, things pretty much just petered out with the take a knee stuff. One of my points is that the discussion, the discourse, the dialogue is not over, but this is what we often see in America, (laughs) a Mm -hmm. country built on white supremacy, that when white people get uncomfortable, people of color get silenced. And Mm -hmm. there was a crackdown, and that has now played out. I'm just interested to see. I don't. I. I guess I give Colin Kaepernick a more kind of moral traction than him to just say, Mm -hmm. "Okay, give me the check. I'm out." You know. I'm. I mean, I. I don't think he's going to let go of the issues. And I know there's some other players in the league that still have a real heart for these issues i just it'll be interesting to see now that that the lawsuit is cleared about his you know eligibility to play or his mm-hmm. you know was the league colluding against him if that will actually open up more space 
for for some other iteration of the of the movement or of the issue. Yeah, I'm not. I don't believe that that'll happen. At the end of the day, when we look back at uh, Kaepernick's protest and those who joined with him, um, it really was a minute number of the what 1,500 mm-hmm. players, majority of whom were black in the NFL. Up until one weekend, you could almost count them on your fingers and toes. Mm-hmm. And um, there's nothing to prevent players from from acting. You know, those basketball players at Ole Miss, they weren't fearful of expressing their displeasure with a uh, demonstration in favor of the Confederacy mm-hmm. uh, so close to their campus. But for whatever reasons, you know, NFL players, by and large, are pretty, are pretty silent. And uh, they don't have to be. They have a right to free speech that they can exercise at any time and almost any uh, in any manner that they wish. Um, uh, but I'm extremely doubtful that they uh, will do so or do so any more than you know an episode here or an episode there. Um, yeah, you know, if at all. Well, and now you have you know, and you have fans who said that they wouldn't watch the game anymore because. Kaepernick was forcefully unemployed. Uh, has said that now he's now that he's gotten his money, that they may <laughs> watch the They'll league watch again. Now. So, yeah. So it's and we um, still have the same problem that sure that gave sure, rise to the, the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. You still have you know you you still have all of that. I mean, in a you know in a lot of ways, the, the disappointment here is that this is a this was a protest started by one person over an issue that affects a collective of people, which has now been pushed to the side or somehow ameliorated by a check that has been given to that individual. So so to me, it's a little disconcerting that... Yeah. Uh, how it's all kind of played out. I mean, now he's, you know, he's out of the league, which means he won't have nearly the platform that he once did. Again, we don't know what the payout was. We don't know what the conditions of the settlement were um, or are. The protests within the NFL have subsided for the most part. We'll see if they, they bubble up again next season. The league is safe <laughs> it's a you know 18 19 billion dollar league i don't think they're going to lose any any money over it yeah. if you're an nfl owner you have to consider this a win really don't you well that's that's the thing i mean i think initially you look at it and you go well Kaepernick won. He forced the league to settle financially with him. But, on the other hand, didn't the league win? Hmm. Because whatever they paid him, um, it's, it's minuscule it's in terms pennies. of its... Yeah. Right. Right. In terms of its, its revenues, its financial girth. In this weekly discussion of should he be on a roster or not is, is more in the background. Right. And now I assume it'll, you know, it'll bubble up come the summertime sure. mm-hmm. when training camps open. You know, mm-hmm. the question will be whether or not anybody's going to 
going to sign him for a tryout. Um, and if they do, it'll be a story. And if they don't, it'll be a story until the end of training camp. Right. Now, and, I... the, and the NFL just kind of the NFL just kind of moves on. Right. So and, and you know and, and Kaepernick hasn't been since he made his initial protest that first season, which was his last. You know he hasn't been particularly vocal or demonstrative yeah. really about hadn't. it, other than yeah. on Twitter. And or even a Nike when he signed, even, yeah. yeah, and even when he resigned his deal with Nike in that commercial, and people made a big deal about that. You know, I look at the commercial, and I don't see anything in that commercial with Nike that reminds you of of why he was so right. much in the news. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's not on one knee. He's not. He doesn't have a fist in the air. He doesn't say anything at all about um, uh, police lethality against unarmed black men. Uh, it's basically about athletes athletes overcoming odds. Adversity, is, yeah. Mm-hmm, which is nothing new. Well, and I had read that he was approached by the Alliance League and turned down an opportunity to play there. Yeah, and that's somewhat suspicious given that the Alliance League probably doesn't have that much money mm-hmm. and there were reports there were reports that they shot down that they were having trouble paying the payrolls after the first week or two mm-hmm. um but the other thing is is that the alliance league was on the nfl network mm. and so i'm not I, i'm not casting aspersions on the reporting of that story but it's just kind of interesting that that would come out yeah it's, it's under the same like, net of the nfl so to exactly speak. So it's kind of like, you know, oh, he won't take $20 million to play football again, so maybe he doesn't want to play anyway. If you were to advise Colin Kaepernick right now, if he were to come to you and say, do you have a moment for a cup of coffee? What advice would you give him moving forward? Maybe it's not advice. Maybe it's just a piece of your mind. (laughs) Yeah, I would say... um, you know, I, I would say look at the examples of the people that he seems to point to as uh, role models for protests. You want to point to Ali, you know, Ali was very vocal and he was organized. Mm-hmm. He was part of the Nation of Islam. If you want to point to, uh, you know, Malcolm X, Malcolm X was organized, you know, he was part of the Nation of Islam to begin with, and then the uh, uh, the OAAU, Organization of African American Unity, towards the end, uh, and they remained um, outspoken. Smith and Carlos, you know, they were part of an organization. Uh, it was the Olympic Committee for Human Rights, and they remained vocal despite being ostracized by the Olympic um, Committee. So you have to be vocal. You have to be out front. You have to be organized or part of an organization. And I know he has his Know Your Rights campaign, and I know he pops up every now and then doing things for for youth. But on this particular issue, I I think you have to be front and center. Um, Otherwise, as he seemed to allow in the GQ article, you know, you allow space for others to come in and kind of seize and redirect or confuse Mm -hmm. uh, the message that you originally had. See, I think that... What you just described is what the NFL is masterful at. You know, it creates an atmosphere in which players need to be their own brand. You know, they need to 
really, if they want to succeed in the league, it's all about their marketability and their, you know, their kind of capital in that system. And that's always going to fly in the face of having some larger conscience around an issue. So it's like, that's what the, if you want to be in that orbit, if that's the orbit you want to succeed in, it it's always going to push back against that because it's yeah. about it's about being a commodity. That's what it is, and and right. I think I do think also football, particularly the NFL, more than maybe some other sports, is so conformist. It's not used to people like Colin Kaepernick who like right. have their own style and you know speak out about stuff. That's just not the the kind of ethos of the NFL. And right. being a part of a of a business culture and then feeling yourself like just frozen out, like, okay, mm-hmm. we're out. <laughs> you yeah. know, I mean, it's pretty harsh. And I'm I'm sure I don't know him at all, but I'm sure that's been a tough thing to navigate as well. It's uh, he really did have a conflict of assignment in terms of if he and I agree with you if he had this larger issue and that wasn't going to be centered in terms of okay, I'm going all in, then you're then it's not going to work. You can't right, you right. can't have two two gods or whatever, you know. I think that's one of the things the NFL is really good at. Is kind of squelching. Sure, um, I mean, it's an eighteen, nineteen billion dollar corporation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it has uh, fifteen, sixteen hundred um, key laborers. It's not a sports league like the NBA that relies on superstar right. talent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, they can. You know, it's more of a factory. I mean, they can move people right in and out all the time. Players have to realize that. Uh, you, that's why I say you need to be, you need to be uh, an organized block. Colin Kaepernick didn't really work with the players' union. He got his own lawyers. I don't right. know. I don't know that the players' union would have taken on this fight. I know they had some. Right. Well, they yeah, they eventually took it on, but they were kind of hamstrung in the beginning because Colin opted out of his own contract. Now, had he remained in his contract, and the Forty ers cut him, released him, then I'm pretty sure they could have picked up the case uh, a little faster and been able to say that um, you know one of our members was forced out of his employment due to anything other other than his production on the field. So it took it took a while and like you said, uh, Colin didn't went out and got his own representation and you know, it's even been reported. I mean, I wrote it and somebody who um kind of availed me to it beforehand also wrote it that when the players asked Colin, some of the concerned players asked Colin what what was the next step, what what did he want him to do? And he informed them that he wanted to go it alone. Wow. Um, mm. So that kind of, I think that kind of took some people by surprise. So yeah, this, this is a hard one to fight on your own. Yes, it is. Because it's not about you. <laughs> right. It's about, like you said, a larger issue. 
That's really disappointing to hear that. That makes me sad. Yeah. Well, hopefully, you know, hopefully now I'll have some time to think and put whatever earnings he was able to recoup and beyond um, uh, to, to good use. You know, I suspect that he will. Um, and, you know, maybe he'll start an organization to... Uh, uh, another organization to uh, to combat some of the wrongs that, that uh, he sees that are out there. Do you think that many in the African-American community kind of see this as a, I don't know, a check swing maybe by Colin Kaepernick? I, I detect quite a bit of, maybe, I don't know, maybe disappointment in your voice. Yeah, I've been, I haven't been so caught up in the rapture of, Colin Kaepernick, maybe some other folks. I mean, I think there there are a couple of different camps out there. I think there are some people that see this as um, capitulating mm-hmm. um, for for a paycheck, and then there are some other people that see this as a big win for Colin Kaepernick that he beat that he beat the NFL that he he exposed that they in fact colluded to keep him out of the, the game because of his politics, and that they champion him. You know, he's become an iconic symbol. In fact, he's become such an iconic symbol that he has licensed his iconicness, right? He, he <laughs> yeah. licensed his afro as a, as a symbol, so, you know, more or less trademark that, I guess. Yeah, he's become a symbol that a lot of people have, have latched onto as a symbol of, um, of protest hmm. and civil disobedience. And, and, I, and I think that's, I think that's true. I mean, I think he has become, I think he is a symbol of, yeah. Civil disobedience, in a sense, just so in a capitalistic system. kind of way. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's, as, as it has turned out. Yeah, yeah. As, as it has turned out. Well, you know, Muhammad Ali had a an interview where uh, where he talked about damn some money. Mm-hmm. You know, he was the he was the one person that wasn't going to take money to uh, to be quiet and conform to the norms that those around him would prefer him to to do. Well, that was really fascinating to hear Kevin's thoughts. And one thing I really noticed is a kind of... um, almost sound uh, defeated sound in his voice of how um you know just how powerful the nfl is in the face of um social movements that really are pushing back against um the way the system is set up it brings up a lot of thoughts for me but i kind of want to start with like where do you land in this argument of if he's going to play again i mean it sounds like kevin you know kevin thinks he's not going to play again because why would he the nfl's put this to bed and they want him to go away so what do you think well before we had this conversation with kevin i thought to myself colin kaepernick's one of the 64 best quarterbacks in the world There's 32 teams. Each team has at least two quarterbacks. And so if you're one of the 64 best in the world, you'll have a job. In the NFL, really, I mean, we've seen the NFL look over domestic abuse. We've seen the NFL look over drugs. We've seen the NFL look over a lot of things. If you're a talented player, we'll find a place for you. 
And so I always thought that Colin Kaepernick was going to get back in the NFL once this gets settled. However, after talking with Kevin, I don't feel that anymore. I happen to think, uh, as, as we were talking with Kevin, I really believe the NFL won. Now, it's true that Colin Kaepernick got probably a, a number of millions of dollars in this settlement. We'll never know the exact money, but a lot of money. But that money uh, is a drop in the bucket to these NFL owners. 32 NFL owners have, have now made the decision, in my opinion, that this problem has just gone away. And we've paid for this problem to go away. Hmm. And don't anybody bring this guy back in to this, to the fold, to this discussion. And uh, hmm. I think it's, I don't think we'll see him in the NFL. And I think the NFL and the NFL owners really chalk this up as a win. Well, I hear you. And you're often right about these things. So... Maybe you are this time. I have some other thoughts. Um, at the time of us taping this, there there are rumors just today that the Dolphins might pick up Kaepernick um, and that somebody who's close to Kaepernick is saying he wants to play. Um, the NFL is a money-making enterprise. So if if somebody thinks that that, Colin Kaepernick will help them win I think he'll play again the thoughts that are coming up for me are less about um, the NFL's kind of you know like okay we're all together on this this guy's out I want to zoom back and look more at the way race and labor have been Those two things have gone hand in hand since the beginning of this country. This country's economy is built on, um, frankly, ingenious and devious ways to get cheap labor. That's what slavery was. And people have a mistaken idea that racism came first, and then that turned into slavery. What came first was exploitation, of a labor force and then racist ideas and racist science and racist laws came after that to back it up, to back up that exploitation. I mean, the whole collegiate model is based on an unpaid labor force that is mostly black and brown bodied people. That's a very common strategy in America to accumulate wealth for white people on the backs of people of color. So in that way, if they think they've quieted him down enough, he'll get another job. Um, Some of the earliest codifications of racism in American law were around the right of a a slave owner um, to, to keep their slaves in check, to even kill them and not be charged with the crime. So... That is a part of our our kind of inheritance in this country around the way labor and race are tangled up together. So I don't know Colin Kaepernick. I'd love to talk to him. If he's quieted down enough, he'll get a job. 
I noticed on his Twitter feed that he's still tweeting about these issues and has um, Know Your Rights camps for kids of color. Um, he's tweeting pictures of high school students and middle, middle school students kneeling at their um, athletic events. He, he is not backing totally away, at least, from saying, I'm connected to this movement. I'm connected to these questions about police violence against black and brown people. For me, the question is open. It all depends on kind of how he figures into this algebra around or this calculus around um, the history of labor to, in this country. To me, the thing that stunned me the most in talking with Kevin was when he reported and and he mentioned other reporters had written that when teammates and fellow NFL players had approached Colin about what to do next, Colin really didn't lead him in any way and in fact said, you know, I'm going about this mm -hmm. on my own and was a free agent in this process. And I think that's different than... Being a part of a movement. Being the part of a movement or being the leader of a movement. For me, uh, in these last couple years, I've thought of him as the leader of a movement. And then Kevin, an African-American man, certainly doesn't think of him as a leader of a movement. And... Well, and other people do, though. Other mm -hmm. people do, even if Colin isn't kind of locating himself in the coalitions or in the players union if he's not he's not fighting the battle that way he has branded himself though um in a way and kevin mentioned some of that but um certainly to me that that was also disappointing to hear that he said i'm i'm going it alone and to me, that makes it even more of a possibility that he probably will play in the NFL someday again, because that's the kind of guy they like. That's, I mean, people who want to maximize their earning potential and um, play the game um, to, to, you know, kind of have a high profile, um, you know, kind of persona. That's the kind of people the NFL loves. So to me, that makes it sound more like he probably... He probably might play again. Well, here we'll have an on-the-air bet then. Okay. A thousand dollars. If we have a joint bank account, so <laughs> either way, this will work out. But I'm betting a thousand dollars that, that he Colin play? Kaepernick will not play football this season. Wait, this season? Like will not play football professionally again for the NFL? For the NFL or? For any league, I don't think Colin. Ka I think Colin Kaepernick is done playing football professionally. Yes, professionally. in this country. What about Canadian? <laughs> He's not going to play in the CFL. Okay, professionally. Well, period. The end. Okay, you're on. I think I got a thousand dollars, maybe coming my way. I'm going to donate it to charity when I get it. You've been listening to Going Deep, sports in the 21st century, from the studios of Blue Ridge Public Radio, NPR for Western North Carolina. 
Tell us what you think of the show by emailing us at goingdeep@bpr.org. Make sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Shoops Going Deep.